Let's pray. Holy Spirit, power divine, dwell here this morning among your people. Light the fire of faith in our hearts. In your name, amen. I'll see if I can do this. It's been a long time. You'll date yourself if you know this. Ha, 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 ha. What show? Tim? The Tool Man, right? How many of you think of power the way he did, right? Is it more voltage? Right? More dynamite? Is that what you think of when you think of power? Do you think of a, of a NASA rocket ship boosting off from the pad? Do you, do you think of the American army rolling across uh, Iraq in the last war? Is that what you think of when you think of power? Or is your definition a little bit more personal? Is, your de- is this your definition? Being in control? That power? Getting your own way? Being able to give orders and have people do what you say? Is it getting what you want? Is it being able to use your words to convince people? Is that what power is? Or to manipulate people? You know, it's enticing for people in this world, that kind of power. We, sometimes we, we, we use it very manipulatively. We call it, uh, in, in, in the counseling profession, they call it being passive-aggressive. You know, when you You tell people what you think they want to hear and then go and do the opposite when they're not looking. Because to you, what's important is that you have your way. You know, that kind of power has no place in the kingdom of God. It has no place in a Christian family. Yeah, we find it there, don't we? story a pastor told about getting a phone call one day. Pastor, you need to come over, the, the daughter of the household said. Why? Because my brother just shot mom. Shot your mom? Yeah, they were arguing over who got to use the car. It's destructive, isn't it? That kind of power when it takes hold of our hearts. It has no place in the church. I remember sitting in a meeting in a previous congregation and they were talking about whether they should open a Christian day school And at one point, the man became so 
upset who was sitting next to me that he said, well, listen, if you're going to do this, I'm going to a different church. We had a talk afterwards. I said, take my ball. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Has no place in the kingdom of God. That kind of power tears families apart. It divides congregations. And it's not really power at all. It's weakness. You see, because of who we are as human beings, when we seek to be in control, we end up being controlled. And when we seek to be master, we end up being mastered by our own selfishness. And it eats up our hearts. Jesus promised a different kind of power. Remember when he ascended into heaven? He did promise power. He told him to stay in the city. He said in Acts, he said, uh, he's about to ascend, but he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost, isn't it? That's what, that's what it says in Acts chapter 2. It says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in this case, they began to speak with other, in other tongues as, as the Spirit enabled them. Now, you need to know something about this power. It didn't look like power in their lives. You know what happened to those men? They became, by this power, servants to all whom they met. They spent their life healing and teaching and serving and sacrificing, proclaiming a message that in large part the world didn't know what to do with and still doesn't, that the world is saved by a crucified man. Their careers, exercising this power, led them to be driven out of one town after another. They ended up in jail. And even there, when God threw open the doors, this power kept them in the jail, singing and praising God for the sake of their jailer. Most of those men ended up being put to death for their faith. Their, their work made their faith, our faith, the number one outlaw religion in the Roman Empire. Some power! And yet through those 
simple men, the Bible tells us, and we know, that God turned the world upside down. This power is not of this world that we're talking about today. This is God's Pentecost power. It's the power of his Holy Spirit. It's the power of unconditional love, of forgiveness, and grace, of mercy, and compassion, and service. It, it operates differently than anything in this world. Because see, this power overcomes by allowing it to be overcome by others. This power gains by giving away. This power doesn't seek revenge. It turns the other cheek. This power wins by losing. It conquers death by dying. It comes not to be served, but to serve and to give its life as a ransom for many. Indeed, I would tell you that this power is not an it. It's a who. It's Jesus. The greatest display of this power is when he took on flesh and blood and was born a tiny baby in a manger in Bethlehem and laid by Mary in a manger. This is what, this is what Paul is talking about when he says Jesus did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, right? Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. To human ears, that doesn't sound like power at all, and yet no nail could hold that power to the cross, no tomb could contained that power and on the third day Jesus was raised to life again and God has seated him at his right hand far above all rule and authority and every name that can be named and that my friends is the power God gives to us to his church very same power was poured out on Pentecost when all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit was given to you at your baptism. You want to know how you exercise that power? By serving. By teaching little children. I remember one Baptist man showed this power to his neighbor, one of the members of one of my previous churches. The fellow was going through a divorce, and this Baptist man, his neighbor, listened to him day after day as he poured out his pain. All he did was listen. And it helped heal this man's heart. 
I remember seeing that power in a woman named Marcia Williams. She was paralyzed. The only parts of her body she could move were her head from side to side and her arm. And time after time, when I would go to visit her, she'd be on the phone talking to another member of the church, encouraging them. It always kills me when older members will say to me, Pastor, I can't do anything anymore. All I can, all, get that, all I can do is, is pray for you. Man, I could use an army of people praying for me. Because when you pray for me, when you pray for each other, you're unleashing the power of God into people's lives. That's Pentecost power. And that's the power God, by which God makes a difference in our lives and through our lives. There's a story, and, and you guys will forgive me, it's actually from the Chicago area. Good things do happen in that area. In 1994, there was a soccer game going on between two high schools, Wheaton Christian, and then I can never say the name of this other one, Wabanasi Valley, I think I'm saying it right. I'm, I'm sure it's named after an Indian tribe, the high school. And, and the score was... Three to two, and Wheaton Christian was losing. There were just seconds left in the game when Rob, their top scorer, moved up the field with the ball. And he faked out all the other players. He faked out the, the goalkeeper, and he scored the goal to tie the game, and Wheaton Christian went wild. Except for Rob. Rob went to the ref. And he said, when I started up the field with that ball, I could see the clock. There were only two seconds left. I know for a fact that the clock had run out before I ever kicked the ball into the goal. The other team won. Now, he, he could have said nothing. But he saw a chance to give a witness to his faith. And so he was honest. It was such an impressive thing, that display of God's power, that Bob Green, who used to write for the Chicago Tribune, picked it up and wrote about it. What a difference the power of the Holy Spirit can make one person's life. He saw a chance to win a victory by losing the game. That's the power God gives to you and me in the Holy Spirit. Pentecost power. By it, He saves the world. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which pass all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.